1: Get set for another hour of the latest financial information and economic news affecting your bottom line. Jr. and Anthony are committed to helping more Americans like you optimize their income, reduce their tax risk, and reach financial freedom. So let's start the show. Here are your hosts, Anthony Correo and Jr. Rochford.
2: Good morning, welcome to another Money Show. You're with Jr. Rochford and normally Anthony Correo. Anthony is, wait till you hear this, on vacation again. This time he's in Las Vegas, so a little bit easier of a trip than going over to Ireland. But you have me again. The two weeks that you had me solo, I was a little mellow. I was going through a lot. Very dear friend passed away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I have excuses. So, But today I'll be a little bit more animated and lively because people are starting to ask me for the real JR. They're saying, stop trying to figure out who would be listening to this and just start being yourself. So I'm going to try to do that today without Anthony. You know, he always brings us in with the last thing you need is another money show. I don't think that's true whatsoever. I think you do need another money show. I just think it should be this one because I listen every weekend. I'm listening to these radio shows. I do it for a reason. I want to hear what's going on. I want to hear what they're saying, not only from a radio show standpoint on whether or not it's engaging, entertaining, informative. I also want to know what's going on with traditional financial planning. Am I missing something? You know, I mean, everybody knows with financial planning, the number one thing to focus on is your date of birth. You know, the old rule of 100. If you're 80 years old, you know, just simple terms, I'm going to put you in 20% for growth and 80% safety. Reason being, you should be more risk averse, you know, but the 20%, we do have to hedge inflation and that sort of thing. If you're 20, I'm going to put you 80% at growth or at risk, 20% safe. So the problem with that, and and after that, after your age, they take your income, your assets, your risk tolerance. You know, what's your risk tolerance? Well, we all want 10 to 20% return with no risk. And unfortunately, in the last 15 years, we've had a few of those years. So everybody feels like a genius with their money. So <laughs> anyway, with with financial planning, what we never seem to take in consideration the world around us. And we've gotten away with that. You know, this country is kind of coasted for a couple hundred years. I I think I think we're getting ready to to maybe hit the brakes a little bit. I think as soon as this summer. So I am sounding alarms louder and louder. This show. Started about a year and a month ago, not for sales. Every other financial show I hear is about sales. You know, if you call in the next 30 minutes, your consultation's free. All right. What if I call in 45 minutes? Then what are you going to charge me? Oh, we're not. Oh, so it's just, you know, the sense of urgency and the law of scarcity, and I got to get in there quickly. So it's complimentary. Oh, and if you've saved $250,000 or more, it's a complimentary consultation. Well, what if I save two hundred forty thousand? Am I not worth your time, financial advisor? <laughs> so, sorry, as Anthony would say today, I may be on one. So, we really try to be different. We really try to help anybody that needs help. So far, we've been able to do that. When it gets too busy, we're just going to work more hours. We're, we'll add another day in the week. I mean, you know, we'll figure this out. But we're going to help people. So when I listen to these radio shows and I'm still hearing about Roth IRA conversions, I'm hearing about the stuff that that all financial planners look for. You know what? I'm not hearing anything about FedNow, UCC, bail-ins, all the stuff that we've been railing on. I'm just not hearing it. So if they're not going to do it, I'm going to keep doing it until we don't need to. You know, I don't like... You know, I'm I'm, I'm I'm a realist. I've never been an optimist or a pessimist. I'm a realist. I put two and two together. And if it doesn't make four, I want to know why. And it sure seems like for the last 10 to 15 years, I've been more of a pessimist. Well, because things don't make sense. You know, if, if they start making sense, I'll stop this. I'll go back to telling you about the rule of 100, the rule of 72. I'll talk to you about how to pay down debt how to do different things that are smart financial planning. Anthony will talk to you about the security side. He's an engineer by trade. So he'll be ready to talk to you about the exciting stuff with securities. I'll sit with you on social security planning, asset-based long-term care. You know, what's the number one fear of everybody running out of money? I'll sit with you and show you with your situation how not to, or at least as well as we can. You know, we want you prepared, not scared. We want to be proactive, not reactive. You, You hear it every week. But there are reasons for what we say, and it's not about sales. It's about sounding alarms. So with all that said, I have a question. Why can't I run my personal finances like the government? I'm just just asking. Why can't I run up debt until I hit my own personal debt ceiling? And then when I get there, when I max out all my credit cards, why don't I just raise all the limits? And then when it happens again, six months later, why don't I do it again? Why don't the credit cards let me? You know, it sounds pretty dumb, right? I mean, doesn't this sound kind of dumb? You, if you listen to us, you know, June, end of June, beginning of July, we are due to hit the debt ceiling again. So I, I think about that often because nobody's talking about it. Nobody's worried about it. And I'm like, well, this this could be ugly. We've hit this debt ceiling, I don't know what, 60 times. Anthony has all the stats and numbers on that. It, it We just raise it. You know, they talk about getting rid of it. Janet Yellen, once again, this week is out on the speaking tour. And today, by the way, is April 26th of 2023. And yesterday I'm hearing what Janet's telling, how catastrophic this is going to be if we get downgraded and hit the dead ceiling. So you know what? They're going to fix it probably the last minute. And you know what really stinks? Is there ever going to be a time where the government runs into what I run into? Like, stop like you can no longer have debt. Now you have to live within your means. It's game over. Well, I actually think those days might be coming soon too. And you know, I say all the time when it comes to the government, we have forgotten something. They work for us. If we ever woke up Turned off the TV for any length of time and got concerned with what our kids and our grandkids are going to see. We we need to fire everybody in the federal government. I hate to say that. Not the, the hourly workers and the, you know, we don't want to fire the, the bookkeepers behind the scenes, but every single representative that makes these laws, get out. Get out. And then we'll bring in new ones. And, you know, if you remember my toilet reference, flush the toilet. Well, what if there's still stuff in it? Flush it again. If we get new representatives and they're worse, we do it again. You know, there needs to be term limits. I'm going down the political road and I, I better not do that. Anyway, so the debt ceiling's coming up. You know what else is coming up at the same time? Fed now. We haven't talked about that at length in a few weeks. So Fed now. Is coming at us. It goes live on July 1st. Is it the central bank digital currency that I have been warning is on its way? It is not. It is the platform. It, it and think about something. The name, the word Fed is in the name. Fed now. It's now, you know, yeah, actually it is now. It's it's live now. I mean, it's just it launches on July first, but banks are are participating now. So the Fed, aren't those the people that are like 31 something trillion in the hole? are they doing a good job, you know, running the post office? Are are they, is everything okay with your taxes? Do you feel like you're paying too much in taxes? I mean, how are they doing in general? Now you want them in charge of every single financial transaction in your life. So, but FedNow is the platform. Behind FedNow is the blockchain platform. So they will say things can be instantaneous, they can be safe, you know, they can be, you know, bulletproof. And then In comes the central bank digital currency. We talked about Unicoin last week, which is an international digital currency. I don't know if we're going to have the Amero or the central bank digital currency or the Unicoin. I don't know the name. I just know it's coming. It's not an accident that we had executive order 14067. I do hope you've looked that up. It's not an accident that they slowly drip on us, this release of what's coming. The Fed now is is getting in place. It's going to launch. We're going to hit the debt ceiling. And the government, as usual, is going to come in to save us. You know, the world reserve currency is is fading fast. So they'll come save us with a new currency. And there are a lot of people that are saying that could lead to social credit scores. You know, we've talked about Chase Bank. I don't know, two or three weeks ago we talked about Chase Bank. They're going through some changes. They're opening up community banks. What is a community bank? You know, what does that mean? Chase has banks everywhere. What why are they opening up new ones? You know, we read you part of the Jamie Diamond speech when he was opening up the 16th community bank. It it everything is going towards equity, equality you know if you're hearing about ESG all of these things lead to one direction they lead towards I don't want to say the word socialism because if if you're young enough you think that's wonderful you think that just means that that we share and we're social and we take care of each other that's a wonderful thought that's not what this is they we we have been saying the rich are getting richer the poor are hovering and the middle class is shrinking well, that's going on. It's going on on steroids. You know, we we have one main news story to get to today. I'm going to tease this thing for a little while because it's a biggie and it, it's going to, it's, it's all coming together. Community banks means we're going to have banks in places that, that a lot of people wouldn't even want to put banks. We're going to have some changes with real estate transactions. When we get to that, it, I'm going to get a little bit of passion. I want to warn you. So I'm not, I'm not ready to get there yet.
3: You know, ahead, uh, JR, um, I'm, I'm, I'm the Anthony today. Uh, really quick, I found this story here by Heather Taylor on Yahoo Finance, and she talks about how much Americans have in their savings accounts in 2023. Now, Go Banking, and this is to your point, what you were just talking about there about the middle class shrinking and continuing to evaporate. Go Banking Rates recently surveyed 1,000 Americans ages 18 and older to learn more about their banking practices and found that 32.9% have no more, ready for this, than $100 in their savings account. So, again, 18 and above. And that's accounting for everybody in all classes, I'm guessing, of course, except for the rich mega donor class, if you will. But looking just at the middle class and below that, 18 years or older, no more than $100 in their savings account. Now, in a similar study conducted in 2022, 22% of Americans responded that they had $100 or less in savings. I mean, (laughs) it's, it's pretty... I don't that's know. scary. It's scary. That's a third yeah. of
2: the people yeah. have 100 bucks. You know what else they have? They have cell phones. They have Samsung and Apple cell phones that are $1,100. So they might not have savings, but they have really expensive phones. Now, we are living paycheck to paycheck. In general, the middle class. You know, again, the poor hover, the rich get richer, and the middle class are shrinking. Wow, Jim, that's scary. And, and I have, you know, I don't know what it was, six weeks ago or so, we tipped where there's more credit card debt. And there is personal savings, (laughs) so uh, you know if inflation keeps going. You haven't heard the word inflation for a while. We haven't heard deflation necessarily either. We haven't heard disinflation. We're we're just not hearing about it. So it's just everything is weird, and that's when I'm when I'm nervous. I'm nervous when things are weird. And if you have a country that doesn't have an emergency fund, what are they going to do? If you're 18, you're going to go to the bank of mom and dad. You know, you're going to get help. If you're in your 30s or your 40s and you have like, say, less than $1,000, what are you going to do if you need new tires? You know, obviously, you should go to Thunderburn 83rd and see Dustin at Discount Tires. Um, so what are you going to do if you but don't have that, that money? T- you're going to put on a credit card.
3: No, I get it. And, and I mean, people, there's so many people out there that have this credit, unbelievable amounts of credit card debt. I do not. Personally, I have one credit card. I use it maybe once a month just to maintain a good credit score and then I pay it off so I'll, I'll I, for example, I used my credit card last week for a $15 hat that I recently bought off I forget what website it was but nevertheless and then I just pay it off at the end of the month so I don't understand I understand in a way how people get to a point of bad credit card debt but how they are unable to stop using that credit card until it hits the limit. I mean, it really is beyond me. And I just can't get over the amount of people in this country that don't have, and I'm not talking about 401k or what, whatever retirement savings account. I'm just talking about a regular savings account that you may have with one of your banks. I, I know I have personally a couple of savings accounts, even maybe even more than that without revealing too much information about myself, that I never even touch that money, never even touch it. It's just there either gaining interest or just kind of sitting there. All my savings accounts do gain interest, but that money's just kind of sitting there. I don't know. I just don't. It To me, it is amazing. And to your point, here we are, though. These All of these people have all this new technology. They have these laptops. They have these new phones, which, by the way, you're not just getting the phone. I learned this a couple of weeks ago. You're getting the case. You're getting the new box that helps charge the phone. So, it's not really just one expense. And here we are, a big chunk of Americans don't have more than $100 in their savings accounts.
2: Well, and you you seem perplexed by that. And I can tell I am, you the answer I, I am to that.
3: perplexed by it. But then again, I'm not really perplexed by it because a lot of these things, finances, mortgages, savings rates, interest rates, 401ks, this is not really taught from kindergarten, okay. shouldn't be. But it's not really taught from, I guess, a respectable age to start teaching. It would be 14, 15 years old. So freshman year of high school into college. It's not even taught in college all that much. So while you're going to your philosophy classes in college and your parents are paying that big college bill every month or every year, you're not learning about the things in the real world that could be very complicated when it comes to finances. So, yes, I am perplexed.
2: Of course. And, well, and why are you – perplexed because you are not them. There are always people that are smart. They get it. Either your parents taught you properly, or you were able to use your critical thinking skills and get your own knowledge. There's a whole bunch of people in this country that they can't function properly without being told what to do all the time. Yeah. And, and, you know, when I talk all the time about people that watch TV, if you're watching the masked singer and it's a good release to you, amen, do it, but make sure you're also getting other information Don't let that be your life. And by the way, I think I finally, a light bulb just went off on why these young people don't have more than hundred bucks. The older people don't have much more than that. It's because they listen to another money show on 960, the Patriot, Saturdays at noon until one or wherever you subscribe to your favorite podcast. You know what? They know what's going on with the banks. So they've pulled all their money. (laughs) So they might only have a hundred dollars in their bank but luckily they have $14,000 in cash at home. So good on you. Thank you for listening to us. (laughs) So, oh, speaking of banks, and I really kind of thought I could kind of steer clear. I have to remind you every week, we're not out of the woods, kids. You know, the banks are still in trouble. What was it? I don't know. Regions, but I don't know. Somebody yesterday was in the news again, you know, dumping again. They got a a little bailout and yet they're still dumping. So we're not done. If you haven't done it, I've, I've asked you to close your safe deposit box. If you've got a bunch of valuables in it, it's worth buying a fireproof safe, do it, get it out. When they close the doors, you're not going to get into it. So I hope it's nothing important. You know, I mean, it, it, people, the last few years, when you go to a bank, let's say you need a loan. Let's say you go to a bank and you need a loan. You only need a loan because you need money. Is, isn't that kind of the, the purpose of a loan? If, if I had all the cash in the world, I could just pay cash for my house, cash for my car, You know, if you live in Sun City, your golf cart, whatever. So (laughs) you go to a bank and you need a loan because you need money. And then they're like, well, you don't have enough money. So we can't give you a loan. And then when things change and you sell your house and all of a sudden you have extra money, if you went back to the same bank, then they'd give you a loan. So it's like, again, the rich get richer, the poor, however, the middle class is shrinking. But it's just interesting how the banks, you know, every commercial you see, we're your partner. We want to help you in business. We're here for you. Oh, bull. You know, I said a bad word last week and I apologized right away and I won't do that again this week. I have to control myself. But in all fairness, I do have conditional Tourette's, meaning like whenever I swear, I look back and I say it's a medical con- condition, not just a potty mouth. But these these banks, you know, if you haven't done so, I would start taking money out. We are still hearing stories weekly, not monthly. We're hearing stories about people that are going trying to get some cash and they're having trouble. Smaller amounts, too. It seems to me like now the number is five. If you want four thousand something dollars, you're probably okay. They may even ask you what you're going to do with it, and the right answer is none of your business. But don't say that. The right answer is whatever. Have prepared. You know, I'm sorry to tell people a lie, but get it get it ready up front that you're going to say I'm buying whatever moped whatever. So anything five thousand and up, we're hearing stories that you're you're having a hassle. That should scare you. I mean that should make you wonder why. So, get your money out of the banks. I would keep what you need for insurance and bills and all that, you know. And and oh, back to the loan thing, things are tightening up. If you remember 2000 in October of 07 through March 9th of 09, you know, we had a lot of uncertainty in the country, and how did a lot of the banks treat their clients? They took open Home equity lines of credit and second mortgages and all these things that a lot of people used for emergency funds in case they needed to draw money. They closed them. If you had a a line of credit for 50 grand, some of the banks at first brought it down to 25. A lot of the banks just closed them. People, we had clients come in with letters showing that, you know, B of A, Wells, Chase, you know, they're they're closing my line of credit. Well, how much do you have out on it? Well, nothing, but I keep it there in case I have a problem. So you did the right thing. You were being fiscally responsible. And the bank said, screw you. We don't need you. So that's happening again. They're tightening up the lending. A quick shout out to our friends, Kelly, Connor, Steve, some people in Tucson sent me an interesting article yesterday that kind of relates to the banks and some weirdness. Car lots, you know how during COVID cars used and new just shot through the roof that the prices went parabolic. So this article from Kelly Blue Book, and it's, it's, it's reputable, talks about how car lots are taken, not all of them, of course, but some are taking their inventory and they're bringing it to like empty rental lots and different places to hide some of their inventory to show that there's still scarcity so they can keep charging these higher prices. Apparently, there's a lot of inventory that has built back up. You know, the prices are still high, but they want to keep it that way. So they're actually hiding cars now. And I and when I saw this at first, I'm like, geez, you know, like I need one more thing <laughs> to to worry about or bring up to you all. Yeah, yeah, true. Some car lots are hiding cars. So it looks like there's less. So A, psychologically, you hurry up and get one. You got to get your one. And the second thing is, you know, they can charge you more because there's only six of them instead of 16 of them. Well, Geez, this world is is crazy. You know, my father, speaking of car purchases, He was old school, one generation removed from the Great Depression. He never, ever recommended to people to buy a car. He was like, it's a depreciating asset. The day you drive it off the lot, it goes down by $10,000. He was just anti-car. I can tell you something. If you've got a bunch of money in the bank and you need a vehicle in the next year or two, I would say a depreciating asset is still a hard asset. Go out and get it. I wouldn't go to a car lot that looks really (laughs) in. I personally, I would go to Costco or Sam's Club, you know, and kind of do a little research, uh, you know, with their representative. Then I would go online and do the internet salespeople and kind of see what kind of deal. And then shout out to AAA. I would go to AAA Auto Buying Services. You don't need to be a member of AAA, but they can get a car for you from any state in the country. I've done it. The last three vehicles have come from out of state and they seem um, to be the best pricing available.
3: Your story is about used cars and whatnot i don't know if you've ever seen the movie matilda but danny devito is the father of matilda and he's a like this slimy for those who watch always sunny in philadelphia his most recent work or one of his most recent works he was also in the movie matilda and he, he played danny devito this very slimy Um, used cars salesman, And that's what I'm just picturing that in my (laughs) head right now for what you're you're talking about. But you are right with the um, depreciated assets. Um, We do have to break here in about a minute or two, but I do want you to tell people how we can reach out or how they can reach out to you, AnotherMoneyShow.com, and schedule a free consultation with you and Anthony.
2: Well, I think you just did. And your voice is so much better than mine. I'm not really sure why we still haven't just written the outline and given it to you, but you know, we can we can move our lips like, you know, Britney Spears at a concert. But we're going to well, have as soon as go-
3: soon it's going to come down to, you know, the A.I. where you can just take my voice. You two can be on screen with your lips going and my voice can be saying <laughs> what you want to say.
2: Anthony, is, he's not here to defend himself. Don't say his lips are always going. That's kind of rude, Jim. So, um, yeah, you can find us on 960 The Patriot every Saturday noon into one. You can also email us. Email us topics you want covered. Email us questions. We love getting questions. I, mostly Anthony, love to talk, but we want to talk about what you want to hear. So call us, 623-523-0444. So after the break, we are going to talk about probably the most important story that there is going on right now. And, and this one's starting to give a little traction. So we might be finally seeing people wake up and turn the channel of the TV and do something. So we'll see. Anyway, we're so glad you're with us, and we will be right back.
1: And remember, if you like what you're hearing, try doing it. It's even better. Visit anothermoneyshow.com.
0: Is the banking crisis over? I'm Matt McClure with the Retirement.Radio Network, powered by Amerilife. Two of the largest bank failures in U.S. history happened just this year when Silicon Valley and First Republic banks collapsed. It happened after the Federal Reserve raised interest rates several times in its effort to tamp down inflation. A secondary effect of those moves is it cuts the value of government bonds, which banks commonly hold. That means when those banks need to sell bonds to improve their financial picture, they do so at a loss. That's what happened with SVB, and it was not able to meet its obligations during a run on the bank. So what happens now? Glenn Hubbard is chair emeritus of the Columbia Business School and served as chair of the Council of Economic Advisers for President George W. Bush. You're seeing deposits move from smaller and regional banks into money center banks. You're seeing a lot of questioning of the financial health of many regional banks. Hubbard recently told Bloomberg News one big question is what will happen to deposit insurance? Currently, the FDIC insures deposits up to $250,000. The current law wasn't right. The, the limit was too small to deal with the modern economy. And the Treasury or the Fed would try to move to increase it whenever we get into trouble. So that's not good. So, he says changes are needed, but exactly what will happen remains to be seen. Whatever does come our way, Hubbard told Bloomberg the regulators need to get back to the basics. Banks are very important in lending in some activities, so I think we need a more fundamental conversation about what do we want banks to do. And how are small and mid-sized businesses and real estate going to get credit? New research shows several other mid sized or regional banks have hefty loads of uninsured deposits, so they are at risk of potential failure, too. J.P. Morgan Chase CEO Jamie Dimon recently said the banking crisis could push us closer to a recession, but the silver lining? He does not think it'll be as bad as 2008. So how can you protect your hard-earned money from a banking crisis? That's a key question to consider as uncertainty makes us all feel uneasy. With the Retirement.Radio network powered by AmeriLife, I'm Matt McClure.
1: At Rochford & Associates, we know the road to financial freedom is not a straight path and the journey is different for every family. And in times like these, we want you to feel confident that you're safely on track to meet your retirement goals. We want to ask you to
2: prepare for economic chaos. We want you to prepare for bank volatility. We want you to ensure and protect your assets with a smart plan.
1: Our team can help you make the most of your hard-earned savings using strategies that are right for you. I want more people to sit down with us.
2: When we talk about a financial plan, it's different for every person we meet. We tailor-make our plans.
1: Schedule your no-obligation consultation today by calling 623 623- That's 623-523-0444. Rochford & Associates, veteran-owned and proud to serve Americans like you. This is another money show. Except this one's different. This one's actually fun. Welcome back to another
2: Money Show. As always, I am so glad you're here. We're little fish in a big pond. As always, we ask you please help us tell people about us. You know, we've got a YouTube channel. We've got 60 subscribers as of this morning. So, Joe Rogan, hang on. We're we're on your heels. Um, do me a favor and look for us, Another Money Show. If you, if they're only like 2 minutes long at the most, so and I know people are busy. I know we have short attention spans. I know when somebody sends me a 28-minute video, I'm like, oh, for Pete's sake, I just don't have time. So, But these are short, and you get to see Anthony and I, we're really not good looking, so go ahead. We're used to that radio face comment, so go ahead. But no, really, I mean, help us. Please subscribe, share, all that stuff. So back to me and my thoughts on things, you know, the car dealer stuff, it reminded me of something. I want to hit this up real quick. I'm watching the price of the barrels of oil. As of last night, when I looked last, it was at $78. So explain to me why I just got gas a couple of days ago and it was $5.29. I know Arizona, you know, we're a stellar state. I believe the only two states that are paying more are California and Hawaii. But anyway, $5.29. So what happens? you know, the end of this month, I mean, they, they put in that summer blend and we have summer driving season. I, I just, Oh, good night. So much is bugging me. I need an hour show, Jim. You need to start hooking me up on a longer show. So, okay. You know, gas prices are high. That sucks, but make sure you, uh, you know, talk to your Congress people about it and see what they're going to do about it. So, yeah, I'd like something whoa, whoa. What was that?
4: Oh, who is that? I'm Anthony. Back. I'm just late. Anthony. I'm very late. So Where much for you? this vacation I'm supposed to be on. I am.
2: We have a call-in guest today, kids. <laughs> How's, how are things going in Las Vegas?
4: Oh, it'd be a lot more fun if I didn't have to wake up so early to do this show. <laughs> well, well, I mean, yeah, granted, just I just missed half up. of it. Did I tell you I met Good. Tony Hawk though?
2: Jim was talking a lot of bad stuff about you, so I'm glad you missed the first half. Um, speaking I of Vegas... That. You know how I'm always like kind of slamming the government? I don't mean to be because I don't want them to show up and kidnap me. But you know how I'm a, I'm a little bit negative on some of the government stuff?
4: Occasionally. My more, understanding,
2: yeah. Nevada, Las Vegas is exciting, right? Bells, whistles, drinks, drugs, gambling, just everything that's biblically unacceptable in one place. You know, the state of Nevada, prostitution is legal, but it's not legal in Vegas, in Las Vegas the city and and what reno it's like uh, government in nevada you're backwards make prostitution illegal outside of reno in las vegas anthony i'm trying to hook yeah, you up it's, a, maybe, maybe <laughs> <a governor. laughs>
4: it's very strange laws here
2: it's weird i mean the place where all the money's flowing and you really need the prostitutes it's illegal there so just be discreet anthony that's all i'm
4: saying all right if you so, insist. <laughs>
2: So, do you have anything to add to the show? Do you want me to keep ranting on stuff? Do you want me to keep railing on stuff? Because I no, really want like
4: You were doing fine.
2: You're
3: I think. Fine, yeah, I think so Anthony's. Re- I think Anthony's regretting actually coming on the, the show today. He should have just, I don't know, sat and, this one out.
2: And yeah, by today, Jim, I mean every day.
3: <laughs> I mean, you're you're Jr. is coming in here really hot with all the stuff that he's alleging that's happening in Vegas here.
2: That's right, alleging
4: allegedly. right, alleging. <laughs> Well, don't I let me uh, ruin Cannon your yon flow. What's that? Said, so don't let me ruin your flow. What are you all telling right, us about next? Talk about gas let's prices. Point. Now what?
3: Oh, well, you know no, what, I'm Anthony. In segment Buffett. one. In segment one, Jr. talked about. And it's a good question. I'm glad you asked because I have it all written down here. He talked about the debt ceiling and he mentioned you and how passionate you are about that and the points, the good points that you bring up every week about that, plus a Fed now ex um, explanation. And how much, and JR and I talked about how much Americans have in their savings account. You and I are around the same age, Anthony. And it's astounding the people our age that have, as we talked about in segment one, if you missed that, go back and listen to the archives, Apple, Google, Spotify okay. podcast form. But it's amazing, Anthony, how many Americans our age, not necessarily us, but our age, have little savings account, little money in their savings account,
4: and I mean, one savings account just- at that radio hosts, we're financial advisors. So we sit down with people of all walks of life and ages, but you would be surprised how many people are in their 50s, 60s, 70s that don't have a savings. You know, and if you're my age, you're in your 20s and 30s, you know, you don't want to be in that position. You want to start putting money away now.
2: When Anthony, when I got to Sun City, when I got into the office with my father, you know, that was in the late 90s. And I just we all have preconceived notions. We get in our minds stereotypes. I really was shocked when I first started seeing real life. I mean, I thought everybody had a paid off home, no credit card debt. They had a pension because they're, you know, old school. They they have a bunch of savings, drive some sort of a Buick. It has to be a Buick, can't be anything else. And then all of a sudden I'm in the job, you know, not too long, and I'm like, holy cow, a lot of what my father is doing is, is still debt management. You know, he's helping people whether or not they can plan on a vacation for a week versus two weeks. It was shocking. So no, it, 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 there's a lot of weirdness out there. And I'm pretty sure from the late 90s to now, it's not gotten better. You know, the inflation, the cost of goods and services, I don't care what the government says, you can exclude energy and, or, and food all you want. It, every year, things get more expensive. It's just how, how bad that goes. So it's gotten worse. And we did, we were in one person's home. This is years ago, more than 20 years ago. And I suspected that the person was having trouble affording food. And I said something to my dad. Well, the the guy left the room and I opened his refrigerator. I know that's very wrong of me. I'm not the guy that comes to your house and opens your medicine cabinet. I don't give a crap what you have in there, but I, I opened the refrigerator. There was not much in there. I opened the, it looked like a pantry cabinet. He had nothing but pet food in there. There was dog food. And I said oh, to my dad, geez. I'm like, he doesn't have a dog. That was my very first eye-opening experience to, you know, you hear once in a while that, that people on a true fixed income might have to make a choice between food and meds. I, I believe that was my first. I've never seen that again to that level, but I've talked to people that I know are honest and they're saying they're struggling. So it, it's, it's bad.
1: And mind you know, when you, I say the they rich are getting
2: richer and the poor are hovering, and the middle class are shrinking. These are middle-class people. These aren't poor. They've become poor over the years. You know, their social and, security yeah. was never much. And it's,
3: mind you, when you sit down with Jr. for a free consultation, he will not look in your food cabinet. Hey, yeah, that's not if the you kind want of advice. Unless, unless that's the way you want to go, but that's not the type of advice <laughs> Jr. and lunch. Anthony are. They're very you know, trustworthy. They say no to that. They're very trustworthy and they will help you if you sit down with them for a free consultation.
2: Well, we're also still short fat people, so we'll, we'll take a peek. I mean, you know. <laughs> anyway, so back to food. Um in 2004, here's a quick story for you Anthony. I don't even think you've heard this one. I had left MetLife, my father retired, and I interviewed a couple different companies. Yes, I interviewed them. I did not let them interview me because I had a certain way I thought things should be done in the financial services arena. So, I interviewed a company called Woodman Financial Services, which was the financial arm of Woodman of the World, a nonprofit insurance company domiciled out of Omaha, Nebraska, and you know, I mean, and I, I took on an area office. I actually hired representatives, and I inherited representatives, and I grew, and everything was good. And I went back to Omaha numerous times. Well, one of the times with some of the big wigs at Woodman Financial Services, we went to a little steakhouse called Piccolo Pete's. And at the table, one table away from me was Warren Buffett. And they, they know that he goes there a lot. I probably, I'm pretty sure looking back, they take new advisors that, you know, are are in management positions there on purpose and I'm sitting there and they, they picked up on me staring at them. And finally somebody, her name was, uh, Aggie, Aggie Robinson. Anyway, so this woman, she goes, yeah, that that's who it looks like. And I'm like, really? Like Warren Buffett is literally sitting within 20 feet of me. And she's like, Yeah. I'm like, Can I get up and go hug him or kiss him on the head? You know, when you're a new financial advisor, yeah, Warren Buffett. Just go is pet there. him. Yeah. Can I go pet him? Can I go stroke his <laughs> hair? I a lot of hair, but I want to stroke it. And they were like, No, no. How about you just sit there? <laughs> They're like, No, leave, leave the Warren alone. Apparently, the guy, you know, still lives in his house and drives a, a modest car and goes to Piccolo Pete's. But I just, I just, I don't know. made me think of that when I think about food. Every once in a while, I think I actually sat near Warren Buffett. And I did on the way out. I mean, I'm still me. I'm still not going to listen to anybody fully. So when I walked by, I said, I said, hi. I think I said one of the dumbest things, which this is hard to pin down. <laughs> I think I said, I, I love your work. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's how I said it. I was. I felt so stupid later that I kind of dismissed that from my mind. But I think my quote was, I love your work. So, and That's I, hilarious.
4: I, and then he and got up and hugged the, me and
2: started stroking my hair, and it was ugly. It was ugly.
4: I think you missed this. I said it earlier, but I got to meet Tony Hawk yesterday, so I think I have you beat. Tony Hawk, Warren Buffett. Yeah.
2: Can you get yeah. more opposite? They they both have as much money. I think I, I think I did. win.
4: Can uh, can Warren Buffett do a kickflip? I don't think so.
2: I don't know, but I know Tony Hawk can certainly rack in the money. I've seen his face on video games, and <laughs> <laughs> I know he's probably not that far behind Warren Buffett financially. <laughs> That's interesting. All right, so back to we have we still have a little bit more to cover. Yeah, what do you have for
4: news for me? I've uh, you know I've been on vacation. I'm not watching the world around me. I saw the market was down yesterday. Today it's kind of recovering a bit. It's just kind of doing its thing. But yeah, what do you got for me, news wise? It doesn't
2: matter. Don't watch the market every day. I don't care if you're a financial advisor. You know, you go back a year from today, and the market was like 33. The Dow, the Teflon Dow, was at like 33,800 or something a year ago. It it just doesn't move, so whatever. It's manipulated, it's propped up, you know, high speed, free, high frequency trading computers, Dow Jones with 30 companies. We've we've shouted it to you. There's a lot of reasons it's easy to manipulate. So that's what I think is going on. But this summer, I think without my crystal ball, I think this summer when Fed now launches, when the debt ceiling is hit, I think the they. uh stock market's going to have a little bit of rough waters so make sure you're checking your reallocations make sure they're not just age based appropriate make sure they're world around you appropriate also so we do have a big news story I, i'm i i don't even know how to get into this i mean it, it's it's shocking to me have and i know anthony you've heard about it jim i don't know if you've heard about it but in the real estate market you know it's it's been weird i mean at least in arizona the housing prices has stayed up Well, why is that? Inventory. You know, there's low inventory. So you have more buyers than you have homes. There's there's more demand. Prices stay high. Simple economics 101. So it but it is potentially very uncertain. If we do head towards a central bank digital currency, if we have a bank bail-in, if the stock market crashes, I promise you the housing market's going to change. So inventory being low or not, there's gonna be some ripples. And and you know what? I mean, part of the reason there's not more inventory. If I bought a house two or three years ago, and I got a 3% interest rate, and now, and you know, they've come down a little bit, but now it's five or six, I'm kind of held captive. So that's part of why the inventory is low. But anyway, I don't remember if it was the Inflation Reduction Act. When's the last time you heard of that, by the way, kids? When's the last time you heard about the Restrict Act? Did you hear about the Restrict Act from anybody else but Anthony and I? You know, probably not, because boo, who cares? mass singers on as usual it's Wednesday night at 7 who cares and by the way anthony you know what you're going to miss i'm giving a presentation tonight for well i won't say their names but i'm giving a presentation for some people that we know and it's it's a conservative group so i will have to be you know mindful of of not Expressing my love for 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 Biden, you know Biden's going to run for another four years. He said he has to finish what he started. I don't care. Bernie? You don't feel you the what? burn anymore. Feel the burn. Bernie's got his mittens on, <laughs> sitting in a little chair, voting for Biden repeatedly, driving his Maserati or whatever he's in today, living in one of his houses. So yeah. So Biden. Oh, and and I know it's not a political show. I know I get that. But if you've enjoyed the last two and a half years with your gas prices, with your national security with the borders the borders haven't affected you yet but they will they, they will all at once one day I, I, oh my gosh finish what you've done even if you're a hardcore biden supporter what this country's not on the right path and i'm about to tell you something that's going to make it way worse <laughs> so anyway in one of those you know thousands of pages bills there was something that that is coming out now last week was the first i heard of this apparently Next week, beginning on May 1st, there is going to be a new fee on all new home purchases and or refis. So if you already have a home and you're not going to refinance, you're pretty safe for right now. But I still want you to get just as angry as I am. And some people are starting to get. I went to Taco Tuesday yesterday and that became a big heated discussion. There were a couple of real tours in the room. So (laughs) starting May 1st, there is a new fee that will be imposed on new home purchases and refis. This fee, and and Anthony, you got information from one of our friends that's a mortgage guy, and he kind of softened it. He downplayed it, said it's not a fee. It's this LLPL. I mean, we got terminology. Well, it's well, not well, a fee. It is a fee. It. I'm going to argue with you until I'm blue in the face. It is a fee. Am I going to pay more if I refinance my home because of it? Yes. Yes. I don't care if you call it an LLP, LLLLC. I don't care if you call it a tax. I don't care what you call it. Okay, Anthony, it's not a fee. It is not a fee. But anyway, so starting May 1st, if you have a credit score of, let me see here. This is, I've got, and I've got numerous articles. So if people want to judge for themselves if it's a fee or a tax or or whatever terminology, I'll send you stuff. This article in front of me, Biden, to hike payments for good credit homebuyers. That's where the rub comes in. Good credit homebuyers to subsidize high-risk mortgages. Do you want me to read the title again? I think I'm going to. Anthony hates me reading to you. I'm not worried about it. Anthony's a lot Vegas. What is he going to do? Hit me. So Biden to hike payments for good credit homebuyers to subsidize high-risk mortgages. If you let that soak in for a second, this whole thing, We've we have a risk pool for a reason. If you go to buy life insurance and you have diabetes and high blood pressure and asthma and all this stuff, you pay more. You're a higher risk. If you buy a home and you have a credit score of, let's say 550, if you can get a mortgage, it's going to be more expensive. If you are Anthony or Jim Terabokia, the best producer on the planet, I learned this morning, you are rewarded with a lower interest rate. Here comes our government and in their infinite wisdom to even the playing field. So, it, this is insane. Home buyers with good credit scores will soon encounter a costly surprise, a new federal rule forcing them to pay higher mortgage rates and fees. This article, Anthony says the word fees, to subsidize people with riskier credit ratings who are also in the market to buy houses. The fee changes will go into effect May 1st, As part of the federal housing finance agencies, push for affordable housing. Affordable housing for who? And they will affect mortgages originating at private banks across the country. Did you hear that part? Private banks. Because some people, oh, let me read the next sentence and then I'll get into this. The federally backed home mortgage companies, Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac, will enact the loan level, here's this LL, the loan level price adjustment, there it is, LLPAs. So Fannie and Freddie are going to be in charge of this. Aren't those part of the government? Like the people that are 30 something trillion in the whole, but whatever, you know, here nor there. Don't watch this hand, just keep looking at this hand. So basically when it says private banks across the country, that means to me, it's not just Fannie and Freddie, it's every financial institution that you can get a mortgage from. Let me, a couple more things here from this article. Mortgage industry specialists say homeowners with credit scores of 680 or higher will pay, for example, about $40 per month more on a home loan of $400,000. Homebuyers who make down payments of 15 to 20% will get socked with the largest fees. These new fees will only apply. They keep saying fee, Anthony. These new fees. I know fees, they do.
4: I still don't think they're fees. I mean, they're restructuring the rates. That's all it is. It's a they're restructuring
2: the, rate. the rates to lower costs for for worse credit score people and raising the rates for higher credit score people.
4: Well, they're narrowing the difference. I still don't see it as a fee. I'm not saying any of this is a good thing. I'm also just I don't like when articles come out to make it seem like more than what it is
2: then you're not going to like what i put on your desk because every single article i've read so far says the word fee and every single article says if you have a credit score that's higher like yours and mine you are going to pay a fee and they're saying here that the this 40 dollars a month for a home loan of 400,000 well that's that's about the average home in Maricopa County 400,000 that used to be a, a luxurious mansion now it's like about average so
4: yeah that's like and, a cheap home now
2: yeah, kind of. So, and they're they're saying that over the term of a standard thirty year mortgage, that's only about fourteen thousand dollars. That's that's what you're going to pay more if you have a great credit score. My point being, Anthony, I don't care if it's a tax, a fee, an LLA, whatever, PA. I don't care what you call it. It is absolutely wrong. And I think these articles. I and I like it when we see things differently. I am the exact hundred and eighty degree opposite of you. I think even if it's only a dollar a year, so $30 more because my credit score is 800 range, I think it is really, 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 really wrong. What this is, this is ESG. This is community banks. This is equity. This is equality. This is making the, the people that haven't been responsible or weren't able to. There are a lot of people that genuinely cannot get ahead. They never have been able to. They're in a generational spiral of getting by, but barely this but it's punishing the people that have done the right things that turns the risk pool completely on its head and that that's going to be bad under new mortgage financing rules home buyers with riskier credit ratings and lower down payments will qualify for a better mortgage rate and discounted fees this article that's in front of me doesn't say what fees it doesn't say how much so this is interesting The fee changes are intended to subsidize higher risk borrowers by imposing an intentional disruption to traditional risk-based pricing, according to a Mr. Stevens. Why was this done? It's trying to narrow the gap in access to credit, especially for minority homebuyers who often have lower down payments and lower credit scores. So when you minimize, Anthony, what the effect of this is, that it's actually, it's helping people, It it, it is, it, it's just, it's helping people that probably might not even want to buy a house right now. You, you're going to help somebody that has a 620 credit score get into house when the house values are higher than they've been in history. And then when inflation gets worse. When the digital coin gets here and the stock market collapses and the house values dump, the people, even though you you were softer on their mortgage rates, don't you think droves of them are going to, you better, realtors, realtors, I'm talking to you for a second. You better study up again on foreclosures and short sales because I can tell you if we're making it easier for the wrong people to buy a house and the wrong people buy a house, they're going to lose the houses. They're going to have them for two to five years. Then they're going to start losing them. They're going to walk away from them. So fee or no fee? Go ahead, Anthony. I, I need to breathe because you know I, I haven't had a stroke hey. in two or three weeks. So it's time. No,
4: I mean you made you made a really good point. Like it it doesn't matter if they're gonna save a quarter of a percent if you can't afford a home. And you can't afford to put away savings right now in order to, you know, buy a home in the future when rents are you know fifteen, sixteen hundred for a one bedroom. So just the pricing in general is absolutely insane for housing across the board. But you're right. I mean, four hundred thousand dollars. I bought my home which was in good condition two years ago. Nothing special, but uh, you know I'm never trying to be house poor, but my house was 300,000 and I thought that was overpriced. Now I'm seeing reviews and uh, uh, appraisals at you know between 360 and 400, which is absolutely insane. I mean, I make a pretty good living, but I don't know how anybody else, you know, working a, a nine to five you know, minimum wage job is getting into a home.
2: Well, and the government is about to make that easier and they're going to come out and they're going to tout this and they're going to say, now's the time we have a window while we're in control to help you.
4: Well, I don't think they are making uh, it easier though. I think you hit the nail on the head. I was, they still can't afford it. So, you know, you can drop that basis point, you know, 25 on their, uh you know, their mortgage, Okay, but they then still they can't, can't afford, it. afford a $400,000 mortgage.
2: All right. So not one of them gets it. So not one single person, what do they say in minority and under income areas? Not one single person buys a house. It doesn't change the fact that if you go to refinance your house or buy a new house, you're going to pay a fee. And by the way, we're talking about May 1st. That's next week, kids. So hang on. Um, Guess what? Guess what I read when I read further into these articles? There's another fee coming on August 1st lenders are also worried about the impact of the debt to income fee that takes effect in August because home buyers might feel as if they are in a game of bait and switch on their projected borrowing costs. So we've already talked about the extra monthly fee, annual fee, 14,000 over the life of the loan, whatever. There's also a fee coming August 1st. If your debt to income ratio is off, they're going to charge you a fee, meaning in if you're saved. You know what? I hate to say this, Anthony, you joining? You, the time just flew here, but we got to start wrapping it up. So, anything we need to know about Vegas before we give out our contact information, and I go have a stroke?
4: No, hopefully I make it back in time. You know, make it back to work. <laughs> for the stroke. Hopefully, hopefully I just live. That's uh, all I'm really rooting for <laughs> at this point.
2: Well, enjoy your fear and loathing, and travel safe, and drive careful, and. I'll see you in a couple of days and anybody that is hearing this, I I hope today was okay. I hope you continue to pull money out of the banks and research. Don't forget, we have amazing rates on our CD alternative type products, a one-year product. We haven't had in 15 years. We got one paying 4.3% if you get it on April 26th. I have to give the date. So those are subject to change, but we have amazing rates. We want to sit with you one person, one couple, one family at a time and better your situation. Give us a call, 623-523-0444 or reach out to us at team at anothermoneyshow.com and check out our YouTube channel, anothermoneyshow.com is on YouTube too. Like, share, subscribe, help us out, help us grow. We appreciate you. See you next week.
1: Thanks for listening to Another Money Show. You deserve to work with a private wealth management firm that will strategically work to protect your hard-earned assets. To schedule your free, no-obligation consultation, visit anothermoneyshow.com
3: I'm Jim Tarabokia with the Retirement.Radio network powered by Amerilife. An April 2023 survey done by CNBC shows 70% of Americans are feeling financially anxious. CNBC's senior personal finance correspondent, Sharon Epperson, explains.
1: A vast majority of respondents, 70% say they are stressed about their personal finances, and that includes 57% of people earning $100,000 or more. 58% say they're living paycheck to paycheck. And
3: while a large majority of Americans are looking for ways to cut back on their expenses, doing away with high cable bills could provide some additional relief. Generation Z and millennials know all about that, having ushered in the streaming era, but with streaming services expanding their menu of options, thus pushing up their monthly prices, streaming may actually do more financial harm than good. In fact, in January of last year, streaming giant Netflix added $1.50 to their monthly rate, while Hulu is now charging $14.99 a month for their ad-free streaming platform up from the previous $12.99 price point. With streaming becoming inevitably more expensive, is it possible to keep traditional cable while lowering the monthly bill? Some cable companies now offer a channel a la carte option. Maybe try cutting back on premium channels, pare down cable boxes, or downsize your plan to eliminate channels you don't watch and save $15 to $25 a month. Cutting back on cable television, part of our 23 cost cutters for 2023. For the Retirement.Radio Network, powered by AmeriLife, I'm Jim Tarabokia. To obtain your free copy of 23 Retirement Cost Cutters for 2023, reach out to Jr. and Anthony at 623-523-0444 or go online to anothermoneyshow.com.
1: Are you concerned about market volatility, rising taxes, economic uncertainty, and how it could all affect your future in retirement? Then tune into Another Money Show to learn how you can protect and grow your hard-earned money. Another Money Show, every Saturday at noon, right here on 960 The Patriot. Protect your hard-earned money today and learn more at anothermoneyshow.com.